Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, been a while since we've had a Topics on My Mind uh, live stream today, or for a while. But yeah, we are here with a new Topics on My Mind for today, uh, Monday, May 24th, 2021. And we do have uh, plenty to talk about as I get myself a drink here out of my little fridge. A little bit of a Pepsi, if you will. Well, not Pepsi, but Coke in a Pepsi. Basically, Coca-Cola in a Pepsi fridge. Put that right there. Hopefully it won't affect anything, but yeah, it, like I said, it's been a while, and a lot has been going on, in case you've been watching the channel here, and I will double-check my thing here, in case you've been watching, like I said, the channel, a lot's been going on, as I check something. Okay, everything's working. Yeah, but a lot's been going on, especially with this computer here. I thought perhaps I may have to get a new one, and I still might have to do that in the future, uh, basically, long story short, um, several days ago, almost a week ago, uh, this computer decided to almost flatline on me. But I prayed, gave it to God above, and thanked the Lord. Uh, things turned out all right because basically, I think honestly, folks, um, you know, I think honestly, these HP computers, uh, Windows, what's Windows software, the Linux, or the uh, Linux uh, computers with the Windows software, or even the Apple ones with Windows software. I think, honestly, or even the Dell ones as well, or whatever brand computer or laptop you utilize, you know, that has Windows in it. I think basically, if you continuously pause, um, if you continuously pause the updates for who knows how long, you know, eventually they're going to figure out a way to basically tell you, yeah, you need to update your computer because it's necessary. And the only reason that I pause the updates is because I'm just, you know, I get annoyed sometimes with you know, the fact that every second Tuesday of the month, it's here's another update, here's another update, here's another update. When, a, you know, went to me and I don't know what that was there. I just heard something. Uh, I do apologize. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I just heard some. I don't know if you guys heard that. Uh, but anyway, it's kind of like, you know, it might have been might have been the Google thing here. But uh, it's kind of like basically it's like every month. It's like every other month. It's, you know, not every other month, but it's every month. Second Tuesday of the, of the second Tuesday of every month, I'm trying to say. I got a little distracted by whatever that noise was. It might have been. It was something in the background. But it's like second Tuesday every month, it's like, you know, here's this, here's that, you know, um, you know, here's this, here's that. It's like, you need to take care of this. You need to take care of that. You know, the it's, I, I mean, it's one thing to do a feature update, as they call it, because, you know, they're changing some things, but it's another when your update, you know, that happens every second Tuesday of the month, it's just minuscule, very minor. It, it's like to me, and this is what I'm trying to, it, it, to me, and what I'm trying to say, let me get some Coke here. 
what I'm trying to say basically is, you know, the fact that I believe, honestly, if you're going to do uh, updates constantly, you know, or at least you're going to do all these updates, then maybe what you need to do is uh, basically um, what you need to do is just do two major feature updates a year and that's it. You know, that way for the rest of the year, and I've talked about this before, for the rest of the year, you don't have to worry about constantly doing minor or minuscule updates every month. It's not needed. And, you know, that's why a lot of people like myself pause the updates, you know, it, it, because of the fact that it's not that we don't need them or not that we don't want to download them. It's more along the lines that they're becoming annoying. They're becoming so annoying that, it just drives us crazy. It's like we have to basically take the second Tuesday of the month, the second Tuesday of every month, and just basically be like, okay, we're going to turn our turn on our computer, turn on our laptop, but then we're going to let it load, and then oh, by the way, we're not going to really do anything because we're going to let it load its update, and then you know we're going to let it update itself, and then we'll use the computer. And it's like if we want to get something done right away, let's say we got a job that needs us to, you know, send something to them from home uh, in case we work from home and all that. You know, we can't do that because our computer slows us down because it's updating the damn system. And to me, I think, honestly, like I said, they should just focus on doing two major feature updates a year and then for the rest of the year, go update free. You know, don't. Don't continuously update something that just, you know, every month when you do an update, it's just very minuscule and minor, and it's not, it doesn't really mean anything in the, in, in the long run. It's basically like when you do an update for the PS4, the PS5, or the Xbox, it's just to stabilize it. And, and I get, and I, look, I get the fact that the framework, the .NET framework, is the main ground, if you will, one of the main foundations for all the applications and stuff to work. I get that. But even after you do the update, it seems that your computer or your laptop, you know, no matter what browser you use, probably more than likely Microsoft Edge and sometimes things like Firefox, Google Chrome, and whatever else, sometimes they will constantly continuously uh, be interrupted because either they're loading something that, you know, you know, it's like a picture or whatever, or the computer is loading something or downloading information from what you're utilizing in that browser, and it's causing you to freeze up temporarily and have to wait like maybe a couple of minutes before it unfreezes itself, you know, and starts responding again, all because of the fact that the update is still basically updating itself. And that's the noon horn going off here in Newman. But yeah, it's basically like the computer just doesn't know when to, you know, stop with the updates, you know, because I think that's what it constantly does. Even after it does an update, when you see the loading LED light on your computer or laptop constantly blinking and you're hearing, and then when you listen down and you hear something from your hard drive or whatever, going, going, making the sound of, you know, stuff like that, basically that loading sound, you're thinking, okay, what, what is it loading now? And it's constant, and basically what it's doing, 
Like to me, I think it's reading information from the browser you're using. Mostly if you're using the Microsoft Edge browser, it's reading information from that. But it's also, in a sense, continuously updating the computer. Like it's prepping you and your computer or your laptop for the next update. And look, I understand, again, that updates are necessary, but not every month. And that, you know, or if you have to do it every month, you know, after the update, then stop the loading process. Stop loading other updates or prepping for updates until the time for that update happens. You know, because it gets annoying and people want to get to whatever they're doing on the Internet a lot quicker than having to wait for you to load or for something to load because you're constantly prepping for an update or something. It just doesn't make any sense. But again, I understand why it has to be done. But in my honest opinion, if I was in charge at Microsoft or HP or wherever, Dell, and I had updates either through the Windows software or the Linux, the Windows software, the Linux software, whatever it is, or the Apple software or the HP software. If I had updates, I would basically say, okay, I got these major updates coming. I got to let them know. I got to notify them on the side. Hey, this time and day is when we're going to do a major update. So you may not want to be on your computer, you know, because we're going to be doing this or let them know. Oh, the, and then let them know after that, that, you know, we're, you know, we won't be doing many updates after, you know, for a while because we're going to be doing most of it there. I think if they do it, twice a year and basically take every single update that they intend, even the minuscule ones, uh, to happen, they should honestly just do it all at once, you know, in two big major feature updates and be done with it because it gets annoying in the long run for a lot of folks. You know, it gets annoying. I mean, even with your phones, even when you have your phones here, you know, once in a while, you know, they're probably doing little updates but they're not letting you because, but they're not telling you because of the fact that it's, you know, basically just a mini, very minuscule update. But you could tell, you could tell it's prepping an update, even when it's just an, even if it's an app you're using, it's prepping the update. You know why? Because every time you go into the app store and you check for the update, you notice it says update on this app, update on that app, update on this app. Or if you're using the browser on your phone. It's most time at times it will tell you, hey, you got to update your browser. And it's like, look, if you just tell us that right off the bat, okay, we'll understand. We'll understand the slowdown of the interruptions. But don't but don't constantly load something and not tell us, hey, it's all part of us prepping you for an update for an app or for your system. You know, don't do that without telling us. Tell us you're going to do that. Tell us that's why it's happening. So we're not annoyed. And we, we're we not annoyed about, okay, how long do we have to wait now? Or what's going on now? You know, what's what's happening now? You know, let us know what you're doing so that when the time, so that we're more prepared and we understand, okay, they're just doing a little bit of loading right now so they can prep because they're prepping the computer for the monthly update that's going to happen in several weeks or something like that. It makes more sense, in my opinion. Makes more sense. But, yeah, that was one thing that happened over the weekend, over this past week. The fact that this computer almost bit the big one. Thank the Lord it didn't. 
It just had to go through its updates again and its rebooting. And to me, it's like, look, if you're going to do that, as I said, maybe you should let people know that you're going to do it. Heck, I did a video basically saying that if they constantly want people to do the updates, then why give us the pause feature for those up to pause those updates if you're going to constantly push us to do them and even do little and I read this somewhere online do little updates on the side even when the updates are already paused you know why don't just take away the pause feature and to make sure people do the updates it'd be a lot easier and a lot stre- a lot less stressful in my opinion but yeah that was one thing the other thing that happened and you also saw this here on my channel is we had some people from Modesto called the Felix Tree Service at the behest of our uh, landlord and the property management where we pay rent at every month. Uh, They basically came and chopped down the big pine tree that's on this side uh, while I'm pointing, basically, where my finger's pointing in front of the screen. But on the other side of the screen, in this direction, they cut down that pine tree that you have seen in the background anytime I do a video uh, outside in the backyard. They cut that down. And my theory on that is we had an inspection about a month or two ago. And the inspector saw that the tree was branches of that tree, that pine tree was dangling down and said that those needed to be lopped off. So our maintenance guy that works for the property management came, took care of that. But I think word got to the landlord that, hey, you know, you know, if those weren't taken care of, they could have fell on somebody or somebody's vehicle. And he probably made the decision, you know what, let's just cut the thing down and be done with it. And I think what really convinced him is before uh, before or even after that, you know, the inspector and everything and the hanging branches were chopped down by our maintenance guy. I think what even convinced him in between all that was the strong winds we were getting. And he probably noticed or heard that some trees around other properties he probably owns and rents out or allows to be rented out through property management uh, probably had branches falling because of that. And he made the decision, you know what, let's just chop them all down or trim them down so it doesn't happen. And this one, this pine tree, like I said, on the other side of the screen, if you will, had you know, been here even before the house was built. I mean, if you go on Google Maps and everything, I'm not saying you have to, but if you were to go on Google Maps and look at any property out there, any property out there where a house is now located and you see a picture of before that house was built and you see a tree or several trees next to it and now all of a sudden you see those trees not being there, maybe being lopped off or being cut down before before the house was built or while the house was being built, you know, you'll kind of get an idea of what, you know, how this house was. You kind of get an idea of how this house was, if you will. Basically, it's like it was there and now it's gone. You know, so that's one thing that happened. Well, that's another thing I should say that happened uh, over the over the past week or so. So, yeah, it's been very a very eventful week and everything. And the other thing, of course, is recently I got paid by, by Google, YouTube, uh, thankfully. And that's helped me out because it's going to help me get some more package opening videos out to you guys. I have one coming up today, which is going to consist of two 
packages coming via UPS. So be on the lookout for that uh, video when it happens because it is going to be, you know, something very unique. Uh, let's just say I have two Dakimakuras that are in need of more proper pillowing than what they currently have. And I think one of the reasons my computer loads a lot is by my is because my external hard drive is constantly loading um, as well. I have an external a Seagate external hard drive, so it's constantly loading right now. But anyway, speaking. But anyway, getting back on topic here for this video, we have several topics to talk about today, and you probably see them in the description. But we have several topics uh, to talk about uh, today. Sorry if any lag was there or blankness. But we have several topics to talk about today. The first topic is, uh, you know, not just here for California, but I'm sure for any states that are going through a similar situation. But number one, is Gavin Newsom just lifting mask mandates and giving $600 state stimulus stimulus just to save his job. That's the first topic we're going to talk about. Is Gavin Newsom just lifting mask mandates and giving $600 state stimulus just to save his job? And this is all due to the recall, uh, recall that's going on, the recall election that will be happening very soon. Uh, number two. Will the Transformers will Transformers movie getting a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray Blu-ray influence Shout Factory slash Lion Gates to do the same for both My Little Pony movies 1986 and 2017? And in case you don't know, um, Shout Factory made the decision to go that route with Transformers this year, and I'll talk about that. I even did a video that you can watch before this about it. Uh, number three. Should the Bushido statues, Kudabuta uh, Bushido statues, based based on animated characters, be priced so high? I forgot, I forgot to put the word on before animated, but based on animated characters, be priced so high. We'll talk about that because I know that is something that's going to, you know, get people uh, talking, um, if you will. And hello to Z Tales three twenty seven. In case you guys, um, in case I forget, uh, super chats are open. If you want to donate that way, Patreon BW Roses, Patreon.com BW Roses, join there uh, if you want to support as well. One dollar tier gets you gets you a shout out and recognition, like Mandor is getting right now. And three dollars gets you shout out recognition and exclusive video content, which I have to update. Uh, on very soon, just like Mandor is getting right there. So you got $1 tier and $3 tier. I'm trying to work towards a $5 tier uh, if I can get more support there. And with a $5 tier, I would be doing Q&As exclusively for Patreon. So help me help me, uh, help me get the word out about patreon.com slash bwrosis. Help me get some more supporters so I can at least get to $5. I'm looking at five supporters either it doesn't matter if it's the $1 tier or the $3 tier, but get me to about five supporters and I can get to that. And then I'll start opening the $5 tier for the Q exclusive patreon.com Q and A's. All right. So that's number three though. Should the Kodobuta, Kodobu, uh, Kodobuta, Kodobute, 
uh, Bushido statues based on animated characters be priced so high? Number four, why are states doing recounts of the 2020 election again? We'll talk about that. Number five, why are people falsely saying that there's there is that there is metal in the vaccine shots? We'll talk about that. And number six, the final one. Why do you Sonic fans hope for Sally Acorn to be the new character revealed for the possible third Sonic uh, movie? I forgot to put movie uh, next to it, but that's basically what it is. So, with that said, with that said, and so at that said, I should say, let's go to number one. Let's talk about, let's start off by talking about number one here. Is Gavin Newsom just lifting mask mandates and giving $600 state stimulus just to save his job? You know, and that is a good question that I'm sure a lot of people would like to kind of get an answer to. And I think everybody pretty much has the answer as to what, you know, what's the real reason is. And in fact, my second oldest sister put a GIF meme, a meme GIF, if you will, of Jack Nicholson's Joker from the, the 1989 Batman, you know, where he's parading around in the street, you know, towards the end of the film. And he's doing like this and he's giving out money and everything. And then he gets on the mic and goes and the mic and he gets on the mic and goes, money, 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 money. Who do you love? You know, so that's basically <laughs> that's basically how my second older sister is looking at what Newsom's doing right now. That He's basically doing what uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker did in Tim Burton's 89 Batman movie. He's giving out money to get people to like him. Or in this case, what he's trying to do is he's giving out money and he's lifting the mask mandates to get people to forgive him for not take, for not properly dealing with this whole COVID situation when he did, as well as basically in their minds, being a hypocrite and going against, uh, what he's been preaching, I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing, and here's the thing. He he comes out and apologizes for it, saying he should have followed his own advice. But people are saying, "Hey, it's too late. You screwed up. You're gone. You're done." And oh, by the way, your your aunt Nancy, her being able to parade around in a beauty shop unmasked, yeah, that doesn't help your cause either. So honestly, there is no doubt that a majority of people of you went up to them and, you know, asked them whether or not, you know, uh, what Newsom is doing with the decision on June 15th, if he doesn't change his mind, to lift mask mandates here in the state of California and then giving away $600 state stimulus, you know, if it's just to save his job. And a lot of people will tell you, and this is the honest answer, in my opinion, uh, yeah. I mean, it's very obvious to them that's what he's doing. You know, he does. I mean, you think, honestly, he likes the idea that, you know, there's a, um, you know, there's a, a recall a, a recall election, you know, heading his way. You think he likes that? You think he likes the idea that there's a recall election heading his way? No, he doesn't. He doesn't like the idea. He doesn't like the fact that the state of California the citizens, a majority of the citizens, along with some po political uh, people on both sides of the spectrum, Democrat and Republican, 
are trying to get him out of office because they feel he failed at his job. They feel and believe he failed at his job and that he has no one to blame but himself. And, you know, there are reports now going around that the Democrats are not even going to have a, a backup solution in case possibly he gets voted out. You know, if it's to another Democrat or another or to a Republican, they're not going to have, according to some reports, are not going to have a backup plan in case he gets voted out. Because I think they're realizing, hey, even if he does remain, if he finds a way to successfully, by the skin of his teeth, you know, remain um, as the governor, that basically he's going to be a lost cause come the actual election next year. He's going to be a lost cause. And, you know, and honestly, I don't think anybody can blame them if they feel that way. But, yeah, you know, a lot of people would agree. And I think even the politicians on both sides of the spectrum would all agree that what Newsom is doing by lifting, in their opinion, what he's doing by lifting the mask mandates and giving the $600 state stimulus, you know, in addition to the national, the federal stimulus we've been getting or we've gotten, that it's just a way for him to save his job. It's it's just a way to have. It's just a way in his mindset, in in the uh, from the point of view of a lot of people, in his mindset to get people to forgive him, you know, for his mistakes, to forgive him and like him, you know, or forgive him for his mistakes and give him a second chance and try to like him again. But you know, here's the thing. You know, there's an old saying of you know it's. You know, it's too little, too late. A lot of people look at what Newsom's doing here, and although they might say, "Yeah, it's nice that he wants to give an additional six hundred to to the state, to the middle class and lower class, and all that," that's fine. But guess what? It's too little, too late. Eight, because you know, even if he does this, it's not going to save his job because a lot of people are going to say, "Enough, we're done with you. We're done with you. Out you go. Bye." So. So, yeah, you know, honestly, I think, you know, honestly, I think it is, you know, basically, in my opinion, just an attempt to save his job. Now, I'm not saying it's going to succeed or not succeed because, hey, if it, it succeeds in saving his job, then fine. Excuse me. Then fine. You know, that's great and all, but he's going to have a lot to make up for, you know, afterwards. He's going to have, excuse me, he's got a lot to make up for afterwards because, you know, even if this does succeed, lifting the mask mandates and then, you know, giving an additional 600 state stimulus, you know, even though, even if it may save his job and keep him as governor, you know, he's going to have a lot on his plate, not just trying to vie for re-election going into 2022, but he's going to have a lot on his plate to basically try to redeem himself. He's going to have to redeem himself. He's going to have to basically come out. This is, and I've said, and I've said this before. He's going to have to come out and admit that he didn't handle this COVID situation with the state as he should have, and that basically he should have allowed men and women that live here to make their own decisions when it comes to how they want to deal with the COVID, you know, the COVID nineteen virus. You know, that's all that's basically what he's gonna have to do. He's gonna have to basically admit that he didn't do a good job in properly handling uh this pandemic as far as the state is concerned. 
and that and that also he should have just let the men and women that live here along with their families you know make up their own decisions make up their own minds of how they're going to deal uh with um you know with you know with the you know with the basically the the covid-19 vaccine yeah let me see what Well, Z Z twenty three Z three three hundred twenty seven. We'll have to see what they do. Um, I haven't seen most of the second second season episodes of Pony Life, but if I do, maybe I'll hopefully I'll give you an opinion there. But who knows? I mean, we've already had one moment with them coming back from a walk, and we had another moment with her asking where he was. So I think we might get something, which is. Not too sure just yet what it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, getting back on topic here. Um, he's just going to, like I said, Newsom's just going to have to apologize uh, for not handling the pandemic as far as the state goes as the way he should have, as well as not you know, allowing people to make up their own minds of how they were going to deal with the pandemic um, as well. So... I think, you know, that's what he's going to have to do if he stays in. Uh, no problems. The details 327. Uh, but yeah, that's what he's going to have to do if he wants to stay, if he ends up staying in. He's going to have to do a lot to redeem himself and starting off by apologizing for not handling the, the pandemic the way he should have, you know, more appropriately and more properly and more ready, if you will. But he's also going to have to make the apology of, you know, not allowing people to make their own decisions when it comes to how they would deal with the pandemic. So, yeah, but so, yeah, I think Newsom is going to have a lot to make up for if he stays in office. If what he's doing here with lifting the mask mandates on June 15th, as well as the uh, 600 state stimulus, $600 state stimulus um, is concerned, you know, if it succeeds in keeping him, allowing him to keep his job. He's going to have a lot more uh, apologizing and making up, if you will, you know, as the year, as the rest of the year and going into next year's election uh, is concerned. Now, you know, I, I look inside my finger at the mic there. Uh, but now I look at this and um, I say to my and I kind of think to myself, you know, Newsom is probably not the only governor right now that is currently doing this. I don't think he's the only, you know, governor that's uh, currently doing this um, as we speak, because I think, honestly, there are other states out there that are on the verge of lifting the mask mandates. And, you know, some of them do have very controversial Democratic governors, you know, running the state and that there are some uh, people want that like here in California want them out of office because they feel they didn't, you know, uh, approach this whole situation the way they should have. And now all they're doing is trying to, you know, earn that trust back by doing, by lifting the mass mandates, by offering additional stimulus via state. Um, I don't think Newsom's the only one. I guarantee you anything that some of the Democratic governors of some of the states that are getting in that same mindset that our governor has gotten into here in California, you know, 
I guarantee you that they're doing they're just trying to, you know, like our governor trying to make up in their own way, trying to get the people to, you know, accept their apology, or at least they're trying to basically get them to, you know, forget about recalling them or forget about the mistake they made and not handling the, the pandemic the way they should have. And they're doing whatever they can to, to make up with make up to the citizens, you know, for, you know, failing them as, as governors, whether it's, like I said, lifting the mask mandates or uh, basically, you know, add, you know, giving out an additional, you know, how much, you know, who knows how much more, you know, dollar wise stimulus state wise to the citizens just so they can, you know, not be angry with them anymore. But again, I think there's a lot of people in these other states that have Democratic officials, mostly Democratic governors, that like here in California, these people, there are going to be people that are like, yeah, it's great you're doing this, but guess what? Too little, too late. You know, you guys failed us. You failed us as governors, as leaders, and now you just got to deal with the consequences. Whether it's, you know, for some of them, it's, you know, facing a recall election or like Newsom's going to face here in California, or it's basically them going out and apologizing for failing, you know, as a governor when it came to this pandemic and basically doing whatever they can to redeem themselves and earn back that trust. You know, so, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, so yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if word gets out that there's a lot of other governors around there, like governors, like I wouldn't be surprised if the governor of Michigan does this, or the governor of Wisconsin does this, you know, or the governor of, what is it, um, North Dakota does this, or South Dakota. You know, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to be surprised if we hear similar stories, you know, coming out that, oh, the, they're doing this, and, oh, the, the, you know, that, oh, they're lifting the mask mandates on this date, and, oh, the, the, you know, they're going to give an additional 500 600 $800 state stimulus to people to help them out. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be surprised by that. I'm not going to be surprised if we hear something like that because what these governors are doing is trying to buy, you know, buy back your trust. They're trying to buy back your trust. But a lot of people, a majority of the citizens in those states, including here in the good old golden state, they're basically like, yeah, too little, too late, you know. And a lot of them are going to be like, look, even if you remain in office, you know, recall or not, you're going to have a lot to make up for. So, yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if we hear similar stories coming out of all these other Democratic-controlled, you know, states, you know, that have been, that have had governors under a lot of controversial uh, scrutiny over the past year or so because of this whole pandemic. I'm not going to be surprised if we hear something like that. So, yeah, that's just my opinion, but honestly, it does seem like what Newsom is doing is just trying to save his job by lifting the mask mandates on June 15th and giving out that additional $600 state stimulus um, in the process. All right, so number three, I mean, number two, will Transformers the movie get in a 4K Ultra HD uh, Blu-ray Influence Shout Factory slash Lion Gates to do the same for both My Little Pony Movies, 86, 1986, and 2017. Now, in case you guys uh, don't know, and like I said, I did a video 
uh, before this. In fact, it's right now sitting at 51 views. It premiered about four hours ago. Excuse me. It premiered about four hours ago. And uh, basically, it was announced on Friday during the Hasbro Fan Fest uh, for this year, or one of them anyway, that, you know, we are going to be getting for the 35th anniversary of the 1986 Transformers movie, we are going to be getting a 4K UHD, Ultra HD, Ultra High Definition Blu-ray. And we're going to be getting a regular 4K UHD Blu-ray release and a Steelbook release. Now, some people are still questioning whether or not the Steelbook is just the Blu-ray and the DVD. I think it's all three, or at least the um, the UHD and the UHD, the UHD Blu-ray and regular Blu-ray. I think that's what it is. Uh, and it's up for pre-order right now. I still have to go and do that eventually. But yeah, it's up for pre-order right now. And it got me thinking, you know, will this possibly influence maybe Shout Factory to do the same for the 86 movie and perhaps Lion Gates with the help of Shout Factory to do the same for uh, the 2017 movie? Because, you know, we did get a double pack. Remember that we did get a dual pack for the 35th anniversary of the overall MLP franchise. Uh, Basically, we got... We got a, a pat. We got that in 2019, um, if you will. 2019, 2020. We got a a dual pack, if you will, of both movies. Uh, a re-release of the 2017 movie and a first time on Blu-ray release of the '86 movie. So it ha- it makes you wonder, you know, whether or not we're going to get a, um, you know, it, it makes you wonder whether or not maybe with the announcement that. You know, Shout Factory is doing this for the '86 Transformers film. If maybe it'll influence, you know, both Shout Factory and Lion Gates to do the same for both My Little Pony films. And I think honestly, it should. I think honestly, it should influence it, if not will influence it, because you know, you know, the '86 MLP film, the '86 MLP film, it may not be as Big as the 86 Transformers film, but I think honestly, you know, to help kind of coincide, uh, coincide with the a new Netflix movie coming out, I think maybe they should consider doing it. You know, they should consider doing it because there's a lot of people, not many, you know, there, there's a lot of people, I should say, with very few out there, uh, Rodimus Primal being one of them, I'm kind of surprised, no offense. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that a majority of them by now have a 4K television in their house or at least have a 4K Ultra you know, HD uh, Blu-ray player. So to me, I think it would be beneficial. I think it would be beneficial. And again, to coincide with the Netflix release of the new G5 movie, it would really help out. I really do Who think it would be um and what I'm trying to say is with the release of the G5 Netflix movie, I think it would really help out. I really do because it would get people, you know, invested in not just watching the original movie as well as the 2017 movie in 4K ultra high def, but it would get them ready and prepped to watch an ultra high def, perhaps, hopefully, of the new movie coming out on Netflix. 
Because you know that if it's going to be in CGI and we're getting all this imagery and stuff, you know they're going to want to exploit it with, you know, with it being uh, shown in high, ultra high definition. You know that. But honestly, in my opinion, I think it should influence it, influence it if not will. Because like I said, I think, it, you know, business wise, it would help, you know, promote the release of the Generation 5 movie uh, on Netflix. Because like I said, Netflix, just like Disney Plus and all of them, they have a new film, live action or animated, exclusive to the service, you know, with a semi-release in theaters. Um, I think honestly, having the movie, I mean, not, not honestly think, but basically broadcasting the movie or showcasing the movie in high def will really get people to want to watch, you know, want to watch the, the series when it comes out, but also by putting it in high def, you're basically giving more life to the vibrant colors and everything we're going to get coming off the characters and any of the background scenery and stuff like that. So in my opinion, I think, you know, them, I think honestly, it will influence it. I think it should influence it. And maybe before we know it, maybe before or around the time the Netflix film gets released, we might get an announcement that the 86 movie and the 2017 movie are getting re-released on 4K Ultra Blu-ray. You know, that might be something something to, to uh, keep an eye out for because, again, if Shao Factory is going to do this with the 86 Transformers film, it's only fair that they do it with the 86 My Little Pony film and basically through a partnership with Lion Gates, you know, or an agreement with, with Lion Gates, do the same for the 2017 film. So, yeah, I think, honestly, it w should and will uh, influence it, you know, as time goes on. I, I honestly do. I honestly do. So, again, I, I would keep an eye out for that. And if, you, if you're somebody that, you know, goes to Equestria Daily and you follow them on social media, I keep an eye out there, too, because you never know. You never know what's going to happen, but I truly believe, I truly, honestly believe, you know, it, we're going to get an announcement before you know it. I really do. But that's just my opinion, but I just feel it. I just feel it, honestly. Okay, number three, our third topic here. Should Bashido, Bashio, uh, uh, Kurubuta, Kurubuta Bashio statues uh, based on animated characters be priced so high? And I just got a message here from uh, Frank Hill. It's Frank. So I'll put that, answer that later. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, and what I'm talking about, basically, if I can get it without anything happening here. Uh, basically, this here is my first one. I got another one coming this Thursday. Uh, this is the first of those uh, Bushido, 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 Bushido statues, uh, Kodobuto statues, if you will, that are based on MLP. You got a human Equestria Gold version, anime, manga, Magical Gold version of Applejack next to her uh, pony uh, self, um, if you will. And just got another message from uh, Frank Hill. Uh, but yeah, you got, like I said, a magical girl manga 
anime Equestria Girl inspired human version of Applejack next to her pony version. And I got this. It was priced when I got it offline, when I got it online from Big Bad Toy Store. It was priced at $99. And uh, to, the total for it was like a little around 100 something, um, if you will, 110 maybe. That's about it. And I know some people will look at that and be like, well, it's such a small statue. Why is it you know, priced so high? And uh, honestly, I think it's because it, of all the detail that goes into it. Because, you know, basically you when they make the human version of the character, they're trying to base it, obviously, off Equestria Girls. They're trying to base it off that. But uh, they're also, uh, in, in my opinion, not only basing it off Equestria Girls, but they're trying to base it off what they think Equestria Girls would look like or the uh, MLP Pony characters would look like as anime, manga, magical girls, if you will, uh, if if the show was made in Japan, if the show was made in Japan. So that's why I think it costs so much because you got a lot of sculpturing, you know, being done to kind of, you know, give off that vibe of this is what uh, basically making the human version of Applejack, you know, believable. Like when you look at that human version of her, you're like, yeah, I could believe that's Applejack. I could see that as Applejack, if you will. So, so, yeah, you know, I think that's why it costs a lot. But, you know, honestly, should they be priced so high? Um, honestly, again, honestly, I think, you know, with all the hard, all the work and detail that goes into it, it's, it, it does kind of suit the price that they offer. But honestly, is there going to be that size and everything? I mean, I can understand if they're a lot bigger and everything. I really could. I mean, I can understand it if, like, let's say you see – you know, behind that, I don't know if you can really see her, um, my Wonder Woman figure. If they were that size, basically, if they were that size, I can understand if they were priced a lot higher. Or, let's see. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, like the Optimus Prime back there. I think you could see him. Like where I'm pointing. If they were that size, or a little bit bigger, I can understand maybe a high price range of, 99 if not a little over 100 bucks but them being the size that i just showed you i could probably look more along the lines of maybe 49.99 49.95 basically 50 bucks to maybe 70 dollars at most 50 50 to 70 dollars i could see that maybe 50 to 75 dollars at most you know i could see that but again i think the reason they price them you know, near or a little into the hundreds is because of a lot of the detail uh, that goes into it. Uh, for example, when, you know, you look at the fact that you got a Celestia figure and a, and a Luna figure, excuse me, they're coming, you know, at the end of the year and into next year, you, know, you kind of get a good understanding that, you know, they, you know, you get a good understanding when you look at the, what, you know, the, they're going to look like or what they are going to look like once they go out, the renderings, if you will, of what you're going to potentially have in your hands, uh, basically you kind of have an understanding, like I said, of you know why it gets priced so high. Because basically when you look at 
how the human version of that pony character is depicted, if you take the pony version of the character out of the equation, you could firmly believe just looking at the face, looking at the detail and everything that's put into the human version that, yeah, that character is Celestia or that character is Luna. Or in the case, like I said, here with, um, with Applejack, you know, you can honestly believe if you take the Applejack pony figure out, you look at, you know, her as a human and you could say to yourself, yeah, I honestly, you can honestly say to yourself, yeah, I believe that is indeed Applejack. Like, even if you don't have the pony figure, you look at how she's designed in every way, um, if you will. And all you have to do is just take one glance and be like, yeah, I, yeah, I could definitely tell that that's Applejack, you know, as a human, as an Equestria girl or as an anime manga cute girl, mag cute magical girl, if you will. And then when you add the addition of the pony, if you will, then you can definitely tell that, yeah, you could, you can definitely tell, you could tell the resemblance or not tell, but you could definitely see, I should say, uh, the resemblance of how, you know, like if you take the pony figure out, oh, you could definitely see that's Applejack. But when you put them side by side, you could see that resemblance and everything. So, so yeah, it's like, hold on so yeah you know you can kind of see why again why it's priced so high or why they get priced so high because there's a lot of detail that goes into it just so you can kind of get an idea of the fact that if you take the pony version of the character out you know you could tell that just by looking at the human manga cute magical girl equestria girl version of them that yeah that is indeed applejack you know, you don't have to look at the pony figure to to see that. I mean, heck, they have a they have a figure coming out of one of the pop stars, you know, cross you know cross meet uh, not cross media but cross culture uh, pop stars coming out. And if you take the human version of that pop star, I can't think of her name right now, you know, out of the equation, and you just leave a pony persona, you could tell who it is just by the facial features and the detail put into the pony version of her, if you take the human version of her out, you could definitely tell just by looking at the pony who that pony represents. And again, the same here, but in reverse, if you take the pony figure out, you could tell just by looking at the human version of who she is, of who that character is. And that's why the price range is so high because they put so much time and effort in effort into detail and making those details noticeable that, you know, obviously it does, you know, warrant the high price range. But I will admit when you have figures that small, you know, I would probably look more re realistically at something between 50 to 75 bucks. And hold on for a sec.
guys. Just got some packages today. Sorry about that, guys. Have had some packages come in. I had a feeling that's what was going to happen while I was doing this. Have a big one and a small one. I'll get into those probably in a little bit, but I got to make some room so I can get out just in case I want to get something. But yeah, uh, sorry about that. Uh, let me hold on. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Uh, I said uh, a couple of packages come today just now. I had a feeling this was going to happen during the live stream, but I'll take care of those afterwards. So, you know, be ready for that uh, video to come. Probably live. Who knows? Who knows? It may, may be live, maybe not. Uh, but anyway, or it just might be a regular video. But anyway, like I said, um, you know, I do agree with, you know, the fact that if the uh, figures are small, like the one I have of Applejack, that between 50 and 75 bucks is more reasonable than, you know, near 100 or over 100. But again, the the reason for that price point, though, I should say, um, is due to the fact that they put so much detail uh, into uh, the human figure of the of the character that basically, like I said, if you take the pony persona out, you could tell already who that character is, even if you're not a big fan of MLP that much, but you do know who the characters are. You could just look at that face and be like, or the design and be like, oh, that's, you know, Applejack, or that's Celestia, or that's Twilight, or that's Luna. And you kind of get the idea. So, you know, do I agree, you know, should or not, do I agree that they should be priced so high? Not really, but again, I can understand why. So, it's just my, but it, you know, it's just my, but in my own opinion, I should say, if I was running things, I would basically go between 50 and 75. Because unless you're going to, like I said, make them as big as that Optimus Prime I have up there, you know, I don't see any reason why you have to make them, you know, so why you have to price them at such a high price. But again, with the detail that's put into these, I can definitely understand why you know, why it's justified um, in a sense. But again, it's just my opinion. Just my opinion. But let me know what you guys think. Do you think these statues should be priced, should be or justifiably priced at where they are? Or do you think they should lower them because of, of how small they are and all that? Uh, let me know in the comments and in the live chat, if you will. All right, number four. Why are states doing recounts of the 2020 election again? All right, so in case you guys don't know, and let me just adjust my seat here. There we go. I'm just adjusting the seat. But again, in case you guys don't know, there are several states right now as we speak, and probably more on the horizon, that are starting to do recounts once again of the 2020 election. Arizona, I think, is in there. I think Mississippi's in there. Louisiana, I think, is in there. 
and several others. And I think even here in California, uh, here in California, I should say, I think that we are also on the verge of doing one as well. And the question is, why are they doing this all of a sudden? And I think it's basically due to the fact that they're noticing what's going on with Biden and everything. Like, you know, he's, you know, like everything he says he's trying to do is not becoming, you know, a true reality. Hold on for a sec. Okay, just checking something there. But not everything he's saying is, you know, being, you know, what he's promising, you know, and that, you know, a lot things are a lot harder for him than he expected. Like, you know, things going on in the Middle East and, you know, with Israel and all that, it's becoming a lot harder for him. You know, so a lot of people are now starting to, in their own opinion, are starting to notice that, hey, something's not right here. And maybe perhaps a certain, um, a certain Donald, I just the mic there, a certain Donald should be the one in office and not, not a certain Joe. So that's why I think we're starting to see recounts again because, you know, with next year being a semi-election year because mostly it focuses on state governments and state houses and state Congress and all that, as well as, you know, um, the Senate, as well as certain seats in the House and in the Senate uh, from a national perspective, you know, they might be able to add in a recount or revote, if you will, next year for the presidency um, as well. And maybe that's why they're doing the recount as we speak. So because maybe in their mind, maybe in their opinions, they believe that this could lead to something like that, you know, down the line that they can get, you know, a possible revote to go along with the, you know, voting for, you know, certain House seats and, you know, Senate seats, you know, from an you know, national perspective as well as state perspective as well, along with certain government positions, governor positions, if you will. Um, but yeah, that's why basically I think that's you know why the you know why states are doing recounts of the 2020 election again because of the fact that they're starting to notice, in their opinion, from their point of view, that something is off here. Like you know, something's not you know, totally all there. I mean, my own niece uh, on Saturday told me that basically, you know, she doesn't, you know, like either Trump or Biden, but she could tell that Biden is, you know, is not there. That I mean, she said it herself. This is her opinion. She said he's senile. And when you, when you have people say that about your president, about the guy that's supposed to be the leader of your country, you know, even though it's their opinion, that's kind of saying that, yeah, you basically gave, you know, a cup of soda to the president and you making him think it's full of the soda, but in actuality, it's full of 100% proof alcohol that can get him drunk after one drink, after, uh, after one sip, and he's not aware of it. He doesn't notice it or even notice the smell. He just drinks it. And after one sip, it being 100% or 50% alcohol proof, He's drunk just like that, and he doesn't notice it. So, or even before it happens, you know. So when so when you have people like that, in their own opinion, saying that about the president, and then along the line saying that they don't trust the madam vice president, you know. Yeah, there is, the there is basically a reasoning, I guess, in their opinion, in their own opinions to 
to go and do these recounts or make these recounts happen because of the fact that they feel that even though there have been some good things here and there uh, that they have done, that most of the other stuff's just, you know, not being done or something's just not, you know, being something just, something just doesn't feel right in their opinion. Something's just like, something just is off balance, if you will. And again, I don't know what they plan to accomplish with the recount. Uh, again, you know, I don't know what they plan to accomplish. I mean, my own, opi- my own opinion basically is I think they're hoping that maybe with next year being one of those mild election years where it's just about, uh, you know, state government, uh, state governor, you know, state governors and state Senate seats and state house seats and, you know, you know, title and, and titles for mayor and, and all that and districts and district seats and all that, as well as on a national level, the, you know, the house and the Senate seats and all that, that maybe they're hoping they can throw in a, a revote for the presidency and perhaps get Trump and Trump and Pence, you know, back into power. But, you know, who knows? You know, who knows what what the reasoning is? Maybe the reasoning, you know, for the recounts is that even though they can't do nothing about the results and the fact that Biden's in there along with Harris now, then maybe it's a way for them to send the message of, hey, you know, this was meddled with, this was uh, fraudulated, and, you know, we just want to let everybody know about that so that in 2024, we don't deal with this again in case, you know, Trump runs once more and, you know, hopefully he'll have a more fair opportunity. But that's neither here nor there. You know, that's neither here nor there right now. But, you know, we have to see. We we just have to just sit back and see what happens. But, yeah, I think that's honestly why a lot of states from Arizona to Mississippi to Louisiana and many others, and many others, and I don't know what that was, you know, a notification, I think. Another notification. But like I said, I don't know. I don't think you heard that. If you did, I do apologize. But uh, again, uh, basically, I don't know what they, you know, I don't know what they plan to, you know, plan to accomplish here because, like I said, you got Arizona, states from Arizona to New Orleans to to Mississippi and many others join, as well as many others joining in, including possibly here in California, because you know they're starting to notice things that just seem out of sync, seem out of out of whack. But you know that's you know that's up to you know you know that's up to them and whatever they feel, you know is uh, is you know whatever they feel is going to be uh, going to be necessary, um, if you will. You know, they're probably feeling that, you know, again, like I said, they probably believe that either they're going to get a revote for next year during next year's mild election year, or they might, you know, be able to send the message and prove that, hey, there was fraud, there was something going on, but you guys didn't notice. So we'll see. But yeah, the, you know, that's honestly why they're doing a lot of this uh, recounting right now, because either they're hoping they're going to uh, get maybe a revote for next year to try to, you know, fix things and get Trump and Pence back in, 
or at least try to make sure that 2024 is not put in a similar situation uh, that 2020 was put in. So we'll see. So we'll see. All right, number five. Number five, our fifth topic here. Why are people falsely saying that there is metal in the vaccine shots? Okay, so I'm sure you probably heard about this. Probably saw the video going viral and everything here on YouTube and Facebook and and Twitter and places like Dailymotion and and BitChute and Vimo and all that. I'm sure you've seen uh, this video going, these videos going viral. NBC's reported it. All the news outlets have reported it. And they have all basically said the same thing. Whether they agree with each other's, you know, you know, opinions on other stuff and, you know, other, you know, news items, you know, whether they agree with each other or they don't. Uh, the one thing that they all agree upon is these uh, viral videos that are going, these videos that are going viral of people showing, people basically putting a magnet to their arm and saying, uh, see, see, this is why I got my shot. And see, we got metal in it. We're getting, we got metal. That just proves we've been chipped. We've been chipped. You know, it's like, you know, you, you look at that and obviously you could tell it's fake. I mean, they even showed one of the reporters that got the vaccine shot, you know, doing the same thing with an actual magnet and nothing, nothing going on. And you can kind of tell in a way, I think when you slow down these videos, that there's something on the back of those magnets that allows it to stick to the ROM, which is like some kind of adhesive. But the question is, why are they doing this? Why are they doing it? Even if they even if they did get the shot, like they said they did, or they didn't, which would probably be more believable. Why are they doing this? Why are they making this up? And it's real simple: people are paranoid. They are paranoid, basically. I'm sorry for a bit of the lag there. I do apologize, but they are paranoid um, about what's going on. You know, I just talked about a couple several videos ago. I did a review on the third or fourth episode, depending on how you look at it, of Dark Side of the Ring, where they talked about the collision in Korea event and how basically the wrestlers that went over there noticed how different things were night and day wise. And basically how they kind of, you know, came to the conclusion that, you know, they have a bit, they came to the conclusion that, you know, North Korea is, you know, it's basically a prison. It is basically a prison. The moment you step there, you are basically a prisoner of theirs, whether you're allowed to go to steak dinners or whether you're a part of something or whatever, you're basically the prisoner. You're the hostage until the time, until the time is, you know, until the time comes for you guys to, to go home, to go back to your country. And, you know, on it, and, you know, honestly, I I, talk, I mentioned this in my review. It gives you, when you watch that, it gives you a better appreciation of what you have here in the States. I mean, because if you think, because if you're paranoid about what's going on here with the government, try living, you know, for like a, just a couple of moments, maybe a, maybe a half hour or so, maybe a day or so. Try Try spending a day in North Korea and tell me, you know, how paranoid things are how paranoid you can get tell me tell me you know tell me how big your paranoia gets there compared to here you know what i'm saying 
and that's base and, and and the reason I bring this up is because that's basically what people are doing, whether they actually got the shot or they didn't, which a lot of people, like I say, are assuming the latter. They're basically saying, oh, we're being chipped. It, there is metal in, in the vaccine and we're being chipped and all that. The reason they're doing that is because they're paranoid at what's going on. They're paranoid at the fact that the government is using the vaccine, using this COVID vaccine, whether it's the Pfizer, the Mandura, the Mandura, I should say, or the Johnson & Johnson, to basically track us. They were afraid. That's why... You know, that's why basically they're making these up because they don't want because they don't want the government, in their opinion, to trace them. And there is no truth or fact to that. I mean, whether you believe the news or you don't, in this case, you do have to believe it. There is no actual evidence of that being true. All that is is paranoia brought on by the fact that, you know, everybody feels that the government is watching our every step. And look, there's a lot of things that the government does that is shady and they don't let us know about. But when it comes to something like this, I highly doubt that they would put metal you know, in a vaccine or they would allow metal in a vaccine that's being distributed by people that distribute actual vaccines for other diseases. The CDC, by the way, I don't think the CDC would want to distribute something that has you know, metal or chips in there that would allow people to be tracked. I don't think they would approve of that. You know, I don't think they would approve of that. So, you know, for people to come out and saying, so for people to come out and say that's what's going on, that's just paranoia. That's just paranoia. And it's also the fact that, you know, even though me and my mom voted for Trump, it's the fact that there's a lot of Trump supporters that are upset. They're still upset at the fact that he was cheated out of his election and they find it too coincidental that this is all happening all at once and that Biden is now president. They find it too coincidental, too controversial, too suspicious, and that's why they're doing these things. That's why they're making up all these false accusations about there being metal in the vaccine because they believe that if they do that, it will put a lot of suspicion on Biden and by putting suspicion on Biden and Harris and the CDC, um, if you will, it'll basically give them a one up on the whole situation to where they can be like, in their opinion, in their hopeness or in their hopefulness, they can be like, aha, see, see, we told you, we told you something was up with Biden and Harris. Now you get them out and you put Biden and P you put Pence and Trump back in. See, see, we told you something was up. We knew something was up. We told you. And, you know, here's the thing, you know, if that's how they truly feel, then instead of making up false viral, false videos of something, you know, being in the vaccine that magnetizes it, you know, if you will, instead of doing that, then why, you know, why don't you just come out and admit the truth that you are just angry that Trump's not president right now and you're doing what you can to get him back in? Just say that. Or just to come out and say, look, you know, we may not be able to change the result of the election, but we find it very suspicious that all this is happening now while Biden and Harris are in. It's too coincidental, too suspicious, and we just want to come out and say that. You know, why don't they just do that? It would make it a lot easier. 
it make it a lot easier. And you know what? There is a lot of, uh, basically, there is a lot of news outlets, like I said earlier, whether they get along with each other or they don't, or they agree with each other's opinions or they don't. There's a lot of news outlets that will basically come out and say BS. They will call BS on these viral videos because they will basically say in the long run, like let's say Newsmax or whoever else, Fox News, whatever, whatever, they will come out and basically tell them like it is. They will say, yeah, the only reason you're doing this is because you're upset Trump didn't win. And you find it suspicious that Biden and Harris are in office now and everything's starting to get back to normal. We got this vaccine going on. You feel it's weird and suspicious. Just, you know, just come out and say that. And Newsmax, compared to Fox, will actually say that more than Fox will. They will make, they will call people out for that more than Fox will. So, honestly, you know, if that is the case, and I think it is, in my opinion, then people should just come out and say that. They should just come out and say that. They should just admit it, that they find it weird and suspicious you know, and controversial that this is all happening now that Biden and Harris is in office and that, you know, they just find it too suspicious. And, you know, this is why they're making up these false, you know, accusations about the vaccine. You know, just come out and say it. It's not going to... You know, it's not going to harm anybody if you come out and just admit, yeah, this is how we feel. Because if you just come out and admit it, guess what? You know, you'll, you'll get, it's an, this is a cliche saying, but you'll feel better about yourself if you do that. Because at least you'll get it off your chest. But in my opinion, when I read about, you know, people falsely saying that there is metal in the vaccine shots, you know, because, you know, the, you know, they're being utilized to chip people and all that. I think that's a load of, that's a load of BS because all it really is is just people that are angry that Trump's not in charge anymore. And the fact that they find it a little suspicious that all, everything's getting back to normal. The vaccine, the vaccination numbers are going up and everything. And by, and all at the same time that Biden and Harris are in office and they find that, that and they find that kind of weird. If you know what I mean, they find that kind of weird and suspicious. And that's why, you know, they're doing this. So that's why I believe we're seeing all these false viral videos going around about metal being in the vaccine. Because people are still upset that Trump's not in office and they find it suspicious that, you know, Harris and Biden are in office now and all this is going on. You know, the vaccine vaccinations and stuff and is going up and mandates are being uh, removed and all that so so that's why i think the they we're seeing these viral videos in my opinion okay so finally getting to number six to close out topics on my mind for this for today why do sonic fans hope for sally oicorn to be the new character revealed for the possible third sonic film now we know that sonic 2 the movie that is is coming out next year and there is talk for another series of mo- another movie to be released um, as well. And a lot of people obviously are hoping for any for certain characters to show up. They're hoping for Amy Rose. They're, they're hoping for you know Shadow. They're hoping for Rouge. They're hoping for Blaze, Silver. You know, you name it. You know, they're hoping for Vanilla, for Cream. 
you know, they're hoping for any character to show up. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe, you know, a certain number of them, if you will. But there's one character, and I've talked about this before, you know, that they're hoping for the most because it would be out of left field. No one would really see it coming. And it would definitely kind of showcase that the movies go are going beyond the video games because we know Sonic 2 is going to be based on Sonic 3 or loosely based on the Sonic 3 game. But if they bring in this character, you know, at the end to kind of set up for the third Sonic movie, again, like I said, they would show that they're willing to go outside, uh, outside of the box when it comes to the films. And that, of course, is Sally. And the reason fans would like to see it, see her, uh, you know, be that character, again, like I said, is to show that they're willing to go outside of the box and not just make every other sequel or every other live-action Sonic movie based or loosely based on a Sonic game. They can make one based on a Sonic game and then make one based on an original idea or based on another media version of Sonic that occurred in the past as well. And in that case, could be the comics of Archie or the Sadiam cartoon. And by having Sally arrive as one of those characters, fans would go completely crazy. I mean, I said it myself. The reaction Sally's appearance would get, if she shows up, let's say, and I've mentioned this before, let's say Sonic, you know, Tails communicates with whoever, you know, on a, on a risk video, on a risk communicator, you know, video risk communicator, on a, a visual risk communicator, and we hear the voice, and then we hear Sonic talk to her, and then after they communicate, we see the silhouette come out of the shadows, and it's Sally. I've said it before, that appearance would get a major pop in the theaters. I mean, Amy Rose will get a major pop. Shadow will definitely get a major pop. Rouge the same way. But if Sally shows up, (laughs) forget it. All bets are off. Because, again, that would be one that a lot of fans would not really see coming. It would be out of left field, and it would show that Jeff Flower and the rest of the creative staff on the Sonic movies are willing to go outside of the box, you know, to, you know, when it comes to doing uh, stories in the Sonic movie franchise. You know, the first one was an original kind of origin story for Sonic and how he and Robotnik came to be. And then the second one's going to be based on a game. The third one could be an original story as well. Just kind of go like go in a pattern, like original, loosely adapted, original, loosely adapted. You get the picture. And if the third one is an original, that's a good enough excuse and excuse and reason to have someone like Sally show up because she'd be a character that'd be outside of the box. She's a she is indeed a Sega character, you know, if you will, despite how people might feel about that. And, you know, she is part of Sonic Media, even though not totally about, you know, with the games. And, you know, it would be something, again, that nobody would expect. Nobody would really expect. And it would get attention on the original cartoon that people could see currently on Paramount Plus, as as well as on the Wild Brain YouTube channel, as well as it would potentially you know, revive the idea to get the characters into the IDW books probably down the line. But yeah, the reason, again, they would like to see her is because, one, you know, she would be something nobody would expect. 
unlike with Amy or Shadow, you know, you know, they wouldn't expect her whatsoever. And again, it's something that's outside of the box. And it kind of allows you to go in a pattern if you're Jeff Flower and the rest of the creative staff on the movies, you know, where you do one original movie movie with the first film, which is kind of an origin story for Sonic and, and Robotnik. Then you have a second. Then you have the second movie, which is loosely adapted off of Sonic Two and mostly Sonic Three. And then the third movie would be again, just like the first one, be an original story, but have connections to, let's say, the Archie comics and the Satyam cartoon by having a character like Sally show up. And again, I know I'm repeating myself here. I do apologize, but again, people, you know, they want to would like to see that. And again. Her appearance would basically like, you know, would get the biggest pop to where you'd be like, forget about it kind of deal when it comes to any other pop, you know, for any other character later on. You know, her appearance would basically blow the roof off because, again, it would be out of it would be unexpected. It would be unexpected. And fans would by seeing that would be like, oh, so they're not just going to do straight up you know, loose game adaptions for the next couple of films, they're going to do things differently. They're going to go in this direction, or they're going to go with this pattern of a direction where it's, a game, where it's an original story, game adaption, original story, game adaption, original story, stuff like that. And honestly, that would work because you're giving more variety to a, a, a potential movie franchise loosely based on something Um instead of just doing game adaption after game adaption. And fans would feel that that's probably would be the best solution to go for. And like I said, it would revive interest in the cartoon, which they could currently watch on Paramount plus it would revive interest in the characters themselves and probably allow those characters a better chance to get into the IDW books and maybe be considered for a potential mobile debut in Sonic Dash or Sonic Speed Battle or even maybe potentially in a game down the line. But that would be up to Sega outside of a potential movie appearance. But that is why fans would like to see her. You know, because of the fact that it's something outside of, you know, outside of the box and would be unexpected because Unlike with Amy Rose, fans would expect her to be the next character to show up. You know, same with Shadow. But if you have someone like Sally be the next character, then that's, you know, just, (laughs) that's just basically something that's out of the box. It would basically set up the pattern of you're not just doing, you know, you know, loose game adaptions for movies, but you're doing, like I said, you're doing a pattern of, of, of a different kind of, of a variety, of a different kind of variety of movie, if you will, or movies, I should say, because you'd be starting off with an original story, which is an origins deal. You do a loose game adaption of Sonic 2 and mostly Sonic 3. And then the third movie, it's another original story, but it's got loose ties to the Satyam cartoon and the Archie comics. And there you go. And that's why fans would, want to see her because it would set up that kind of that pattern that kind of set up that directive that they can go in and then come the fourth movie you can do another game adaptation and the rest is history but yeah that's why in my opinion they would like to see her show up because it would be something different it would be something that is unexpected and out of the box um if you will and you know 
And honestly, I'd be all for it because, you know, if you, because basically if you're going to do a series of movies based on something, you know, you need to give it more variety instead of just, okay, second movie is going to be a game adaption. Third movie is going to be a game adaption. No, you can't do that. What you need to do is spice it up to where it's, you know, an original story like they did with the first one, which is serves as an origins story for Sonic and Robotnik. Second one could be a loose game adaption with the second and third Sonic game on the Genesis. And then the third movie could be in another original story with loose ties to the Saturday M cartoon and Archie comics with the appearance of someone like Sally, you know, in the movie. So, and then you can do for the fourth film, another game adaptation after that. You, again, you create that variety that would really keep things fresh with this movie franchise and keep people coming back to it, you know, sequel, you know, sequel after sequel. So, uh, but yeah, that's why a lot of people would like to see her in there because it would be something out of the blue, you know, unexpected. Nobody would see it really coming. And again, her appearance, if she was to show up out of the, out of the shadows, you know, appear, you know, if she was to be seen as someone of a silhouette and then you see her pop out of the, sh- you know, walk out of the shadows, you know, at the end of the film or toward in the mid credits, if you will, again, Amy Rose would get a pop if she showed up. Same with Shadow, Rouge, Silver, Blaze. But Sally, forget it. (laughs) Her pop would outdo theirs just like that. She'd blow the roof off the cinema. She'd blow the roof off a lot of the cinemas where the movie would be showing at. And, you know, but, and hey, look, that's just my opinion. But you know what? I know a lot of people would agree with that. But what do you guys think? Do you think that's a possibility? And do you think her showing up could put that directive of variety that would be needed to f- keep this movie franchise based on a game franchise fresh and good? Let me know. Let me know in the live chat and let me know in the comments down below. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for today's Topics on My Mind live stream. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining me here uh, for this. I really appreciate it. Uh, I am currently at... Uh, Subscriber-wise, I am at 11,000. Uh, 11, last I checked, I was at 11,005 subscribers. Yeah, 11,005 subs. So thank you very much for that. Really appreciate it. And hopefully we can get to 15,000 before the year is out because I know it's going to take a while to get to that big number to where you get a plaque and everything. But, yeah, 15,000 is the goal for the end of the year. Let's see if we can reach that. But you know, yeah, I really, again, I really appreciate the support guys. And, you know, that's, that's all I can really say. So that's going to do it for the live stream here. I really appreciate it guys coming up next. It won't be a live stream. It'll be just a regular video. I will be doing a package opening of the packages that I just received during the live stream. So be on the lookout for that when it shows up again, thank you all for joining me here in the live stream on this Monday, May 24th, uh, 2021. Hope you all have a good day. Get vaccinated if you choose to do so. And um, that's about it. So till next time, guys, God bless. Take care. And I am out. Thank you all for watching.